Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. make it back-to-back wins with Triumph over Lincoln. Now, our focus turns to the big one at Old Trafford. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this week's show, we will, of course, be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 win uh, over Lincoln at the Valley, a very sodden valley at the end by the time we were hanging on to those three points. Uh, It was like doing it in biblical rain conditions. But yeah, we did do that. And of course, we have to look ahead to Tuesday's massive, massive EFL Cup quarter-final trip up to Old Trafford, a really special day uh, in the offing for everyone involved with the club, really looking forward to that. So joining me uh, to uh, look back and forward uh, at those games, first up, Mr Nathan Runner, how you Living the dream, mate, good good yesterday, literally just all, all the conversation was, was about everyone's hotels where everyone stayed, so it was just <laughs> such a, it was the most surreal, surreal experience, just walking past the bar and everyone going, where are you staying, where are you staying, yeah, I'm in the I'm in the Ibis, yeah, so it's funny, but yeah, yeah no, good win yesterday, mate, but nice to hear from you both. Yeah, it was, it was really a, like, a great 
atmosphere around the place yesterday. Just everyone really looking forward to, to the trip on Tuesday. Uh, also joining us uh, is uh, First Lady of Child Life, Sue Gallup. Hey, Nancy. Oh, good. Thank you. Also yeah. living the dream. Oh, <laughs> but I, not Gavin Tuesday. Oh no! Oh no! It's, it, it's, we have to forget the people who've got work and stuff. They just can't get out of. But um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a massive shame. Yeah, yeah. But I'll uh, I'll I'll try and watch it somehow by some means. So, so I don't I don't know if the police are listening, Sue. But yeah, yeah. Be, no. yeah we, we we know what you're getting at. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. as I said. Uh, we'll look back at yesterday's game with Lincoln. Uh, we're going to hear the highlights in a few moments' time. We've got post-match uh, reaction from the new manager, Dean Holden. Uh, at what point do I stop saying new manager? I don't know, five games maybe. Uh, and, uh, and of course, from one of the goal scorers yesterday, uh, Corey Blackett-Taylor. We've got your tweets and emails and your, your fans' views from the fans bar yesterday. And then, as I said, we're going to really turn our attention uh, to the trip up to Manchester United. Uh, obviously, the, the Addicts boss, Dean Holden, uh, is a big Man United fan, so it's going to be a particularly special day uh, for him. And again, I asked Corey just to look ahead to that game which will be a, a real exciting one for a lot of the players as well so uh, we will focus on the Man United game towards the end of the show as well but um, just before we hear the highlights uh, of yesterday's game back-to-back wins for the first time since October um, opened up a nice nine-point gap above the relegation zone as well now Nathan which is important uh, nine points off the playoffs as well so we're right back uh, slap in the middle of, of mid-table again which is nice um, but you know, regardless of where we are in the table, we've needed performances over the last couple of weeks, and we've actually got them. And I thought, you know, it, it was a bit hairy at the end. Uh, we, we still had that 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 slightly uh, nervous ending to the game because we we can't keep a clean sheet. But overall, yesterday, certainly for like the the middle portion of that game, I thought we were very good. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, the with the just before the Portsmouth game, we was you know a bit of a poor run of form, and we just needed a win. Whether that was a one nil penalty or you know the classic one that went off Jason Pierce's backside one that one time but um yeah like you say we've had uh, we've had good performances to uh, to follow up as well so yeah I agree the, the first sort of the first part of the game I just thought oh here we go this is the sort of game we're going to be dragged involved in with long balls and direct balls and whatnot um but yeah I thought we was in control of the game and I said like, after the game yesterday, I think the only time they were going to score was was if we, if we give it to them. Um, I think we should have been a little bit more ruthless in front of goal, and the game should have been outside by you know by the time they scored, we should have been three four up. But um, we didn't, and yeah, taking a positive out of the game is that we yeah, we did we didn't crumble because um, there were when they did score, obviously their tails were up, and then I did start worrying a little bit, which is going to be natural, but. Um, we we got there in the end, threw our bodies on the line, and yeah, got a, a well well deserved uh, three points. Mm, yeah, I guess I mean this would be a very different chat if if that shot from Danny Mandrew right at the end, Sue had crept in, uh, you know, in the ninety ninth minute or of that game or whatever it was. But as Nathan said, you know, because it didn't, and because really that when they were putting us under a lot of pressure at the end, that was probably the only real chance they had after scoring. You know, we were dealing with the elements as well as the bombardment from from Lincoln. The fact that we did hold on is, is something that we can try and take a real positive from because maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe at, at long spells in this season, I feel like we have we have given away a lot of goals when we've been under pressure. We haven't suffered, we haven't reacted well to setbacks. So may, maybe we can try and look at that as a bit of a fresh dawn and and, and the fact that we were able to cling on to to the three points this time. Yeah, it was exactly our thoughts. Well. When that was happening, like in that added, what fifteen minutes, <laughs> whatever it was, um, we we're like, 
typical Charlton. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna give it away. We're gonna give it away. And um, yeah, when that shot went um, went just wide, we were like, oh my god, because we were convinced that was gonna that they were gonna score. And it it just I don't know whether how that's happened that Dean's instilled some sort of resilience in them that they've. It's it's always weird, isn't it, when a new manager comes in and you try and think like, what have they done to to change things quite dramatically? Actually, I mean, like Nave said, there were times in that game as a bit oh, it's a bit boring, but we were still looked like we were in control of the game. We were still passing it around nicely, not really doing much with it, but having those earlier opportunities. Um, where we had some really close close chances, um, it just looked and felt different. Um, and, yeah, it's hard to put your finger on what it, it is exactly that he's done or said um, to just, like we always say, don't you defend till the final whistle? And we've not always had that. Um, and, and it seemed like yesterday they really did dig in and... And, and did it right till the end. So, mm. as I mean, it does. It, you get your hopes up again, don't you? That <laughs> oh, we're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but, I, I did ask Dean that question. Funnily enough, yesterday because I, I, I certainly don't have my hopes up because I've got that boring graph that tells me that we've got no chance. But uh, <laughs> we're within nine points now. I saw one or two fans suggest maybe we should have a look at those top that that top six. And I asked Dean that, and he. He almost had a grimace on his face when when I asked that because it, it would be a massive, massive overhaul. Um, I, I'll get my, my table up with the amount of games we'd have to win between now and the end of the season to let you know in a few moments' time. But let's have a listen to the highlights first, I think. Um, uh, over on, on Charlton TV yesterday, Steve Brown was alongside Terry Smith and well, Greg Stubbley. Claire Morgan up towards Lieburn. Again, wins a little flick. Fraser driving forward for Charlton again, looking for Lieburn, who's managed to break away on the right-hand side. Lieber with the cross looking forwards. Fraser with the header. Takes a deflection, but it's in. Scott Fraser on the score sheet again for Cholton. It's a brilliant bit of play between him and Miles Lieber. Lieber with the cross. Fraser arriving at the far post with the header. Slight deflection, underside of the bar. The 35 minutes play, Cholton have the lead. We come in, and it's that man again. He's looked very, very dangerous in the last 10 minutes. It's just a simple hook on initially from Albie Morgan. And the important bit of that move is not Miles Lieburn winning the header, it's picking up the seconds, which Fraser does. That allows Miles to then go on and break, and Fraser continues his run to the back post. Look, it's a well-worked goal, but the important bits are all the bits that no one really likes to talk about. Winning the dogged seconds has set up that goal. They're vitally important. Brilliant play from Dobson, skips past Sorensen, finds Fraser. That's a lovely ball to Blackett-Taylor. Blackett-Taylor onto his left foot. Corey Blackett-Taylor! Oh, what a goal! What a fine Charlton goal that is! From back to front, that was brilliant. Passing out the back, Dobson with a lovely turn inside. Charlton drove the ball forward. Fraser picking out Blackett-Taylor. With his left foot, rifles home, and Charlton have a two-goal lead. Yeah, all start with Dobson. He's done that two or three times today. He's been under a lot of pressure. And he's just been able to skip past his man and drive forward. Once he gets away from his man, he finds a lovely little slide ball pass inside to Fraser. 
and Fraser's ball through is exceptional. I'm not really having their setup between the right wing back and the right side of the south, but that's immaterial. They've left a gap wide open for Blackett Taylor to exploit, and it's Fraser's pass that's inch perfect in the path of Blackett Taylor, and he takes a wonderful first touch, second, and the third one is the one is the killer. It takes it away from the oncoming defender, which gives him enough time and space to drive that ball in. I'd be questioning Rushworth if I was Mark Kennedy. However, that's up to him. We can only concentrate on us, and there's that second goal that gives us that cushion. Bishop might find Burnham, he does. The corner of the penalty area, Claire stayed down injured. Burnham across into the box, there's a touch away, and it's another shot comes in from Andrew, blocked and then buried. First block was superb, could do nothing about the second shot when it came in, he could do have a goal back. I think it was Dobson that made the first block, and that could have gone absolutely anywhere off of Dobson. Slight misfortune, it went straight back out. Yeah, Claire's remained down from that challenge, he hasn't got up yet, he's now going to receive treatment. But again, if you look, you know, I thought they again thought they'd waste the opportunity. It is Dobson who makes a, a brilliant block that could have gone out for a corner, it could have gone over the bike, could have gone in the back of the net, but it falls straight back down. Is it Mandrew who then blasts it into the back of the net? There we go, that's just the uh, the goals from yesterday on, on Charlton TV, and they sounded really good. So, uh, cheers to Pups and to the, to the chats for. For doing that for us, um, let, let's let, let's just let's get it out there on the table now, Nave. I want to talk about Scott Fraser because this 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 Scottish midfielder of ours has just become a whole new player in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I think we spoke about him last week about how he's much more effective when he's higher up the pitch. And now he had a goal last week. He's had a goal and an assist this week. We, we're really seeing the Scott Fraser that you know at times we've seen in spells since he's come here, but now we've now we're hoping this is going to be the new consistent Scott Fraser who's going to get those goals and assists you know every week, every other week because last couple of games he's looked unplayable at times. Yeah, and I think he's starting to show the sort of player that we all expected and knew when he came to us in the first place. And yeah, he had about obviously COVID, and obviously then he had to build up his. Uh, respiratory fitness and stuff like that as you do similar to Gilby really where they sort of struggled but yeah I, f I felt a bit sorry for him because he started the season well and then we went through a bad run and obviously Ben Garner went to a flat four um, when him and Dobbo were in there and there were a couple of games where we won so you know if it's not broke don't fix it but then what that did do is it didn't give him the license to go as forward as he wanted to because obviously he didn't want to leave Dobbo as what just as one player in a central midfield area so it seems as though since Holden's come in he's got a little he's licensed back um you know trying to dictate the play trying to get forward um never expecting to score a header but um yeah no he's, he's been really good and he makes us tick at the moment and I think he's having a good season so far and I think Dean Holden said you know, and he's pretty, he's pretty much um, discussion with George that, you know, he just needs to add goals in his game because he, he can do it. He's done it before. We know he can do the assist side. So, yeah, really pleased for Scott at the moment. He's got a nice balance with Dobbo. And I thought Albie had a good game yesterday a little bit. So, um, yeah, really pleased to see him. And he's starting to become a player that we all expect him to. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday during the game. You know, I was, people love to talk about the new manager bounce. And obviously, Dean's... First couple of games weren't exactly ideal. We were we were held held at home against Peterborough. It was okay. We had chances. They had chances. Probably a fair point. Obviously, we're dreadful at Oxford. Um, so if, if there was a new manager bounce, it took a, a little while to get off the ground, Sue. But I mean, the the, the change in, in tactics. I think the last couple of games, four three three, has obviously worked for us. Getting Fraser higher up the pitch has worked for us. Um, do do you think like Dean has? has 
Dean will probably look at his three or four weeks' work so far and think, yeah, I, I'm starting to have the effect that, that that I would have hoped for. I would think so, yeah. I mean, like you say, you, you, it's always going to take that time to kind of get to know your players, their capabilities in training. Um, and even, I think, like we've always said, you learn probably more from about your team in the losses than you do in the wins. So perhaps having those couple of games that that weren't so great has taught him and, and sort of helped him to understand or think about what our best formation is, who the strongest starting 11 is, um, and how he can get those results from the from the sort of limited resources we've got um so i think that i think that's really a a good sort of showing of the man really that that he's been able to work that out quite quickly i'm not going to get carried away after yesterday but i would like i've said like you you take a lot away from those losses and those those not so great performances um, and that helps a manager to think about where they need to strengthen, what players are capable of. And like, like Nave said, it's it's brilliant to see then players that have just sort of been plodding along actually put in a decent shift um, and look confident, where I feel like that was sort of missing a bit um, prior to Dean coming in. Um, mm. So, yeah, I... I I think the new manager bounce is always something that gets bandied about, but like you've you've rightly said, it hasn't necessarily been right off um, from the beginning with him. But it, I think yesterday showed good signs of what what's to come with Dean. Yeah. The, um, the second, our, our second goal, Nath, was um, I, I love a finish where someone takes the ball and twats it as hard as they can into the roof of the net. And that's what Corey Puckett-Taylor did yesterday. Now, often when he does that, um, it, it goes flying into the roof of the Jimmy Seed stand. Sometimes, you know, the, those, those in Valiant House are in danger of having their windows put through. But he caught it perfectly yesterday. You know, it's his fourth goal of the season, which is... Now, that is now the most he's ever scored in one season in his career, which which is not a good stat, if we're being honest. But, he, he you know, we know he needs to find some more consistency in front of goal. But... You know, a few more finishes like yesterday won't won't hurt. You know, it's a wonderful ball through from Fraser. I think Dobson involved in the move as well. It's a great move. Um, but I, I just loved that finish. I loved everything about that finish. And I, I really hope that Corey can get a few more like that. Yeah, on his weaker foot as well. So it was a good finish. Um, I know I do get frustrated like a lot of other fans get frustrated with Corey and of his decision making sometimes in the final third. But sometimes just have to sit back and go, well, with his pace... If his decision making was that unreal, then he wouldn't be playing for Charlton in League One. Um, but that being said, yeah, it was a great finish yesterday. Um, obviously, like you say, for this season, he's always an impact. Uh, whether it's starting or you know coming off the bench, he's such a threat with his raw pace, like unbelievable pace. But um, yeah, no, I'm really really happy for him. And yesterday, I thought he ran. So oh, hard to explain, but he actually seemed like he ran a lot more yesterday. Um, he was tracking back. I don't know if that's because Man United's in the back of his mind or not, but I thought he'd done a put a proper shift in yet yesterday, and he hustled and harried and yeah, delight for for his goal yesterday. And as you say, it was um 
a nice nice little strike in the back of the neck because like, yeah, as you say sometimes it could have gone over the Jimmy Seed but yeah delight for him yeah it really it really was a top finish now I mean, we, we spoke about the defence so it, it's it's nice I guess that we've gone I mean it's, it's still 10 games in the league without a clean sheet so which obviously we can't we can't gloss over but it, we, it is an, an improvement of sorts for us that we've only conceded one in each of the last two games um, and I, I was looking at and again it's a very small sample size for these stats but I mean in, in Dean's first two games where we were still you know Oxford we were dreadful I think it was three at the back of Oxford wasn't it and, and Peter Bride possibly three at the back if I remember rightly but he's obviously switched since then but I mean, those, those Peterborough and Oxford games you know we, we conceded 11 shots on target overall over the two and in the last two we've only conceded six so that's nearly hard 45% reduction which is which again it, it shows even if we're not keeping that clean sheet hopefully some travel in the right direction again you know I'll admit it's a very small sample size and I'm sure those numbers will go right up at Old Trafford on Tuesday but we, we, we try and take some positive from that look it's actually a couple of games now since we've had an absolute defensive howler which for us is, is certainly progress yeah, I mean, they. I must say, they did look pretty solid yesterday as well. Like, I think previously we've always looked at the defence and and there's been lots of talk, isn't there, about, about the inconsistencies of of the kind of particularly the central uh, defence pairing, but I think they did they did look more solid yesterday, and it there wasn't a there. There wasn't a time in the game where I was thinking, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Apart from that last like ninety ninth minute shot, um, there wasn't a point where I thought, "Oh my god!" Like even with Craig in goal, like obviously Ash has been doing amazing. We got Jojo to come back. Um, Craig didn't have a great deal to do yesterday, so I think that that says a lot about how the defense played. Um. So yeah, it's it's it is a really strange one to not kind of get your head around what he's done to to make those real sort of drastic changes actually in in how they were playing and performing. Um, they did look so much more settled actually. There was they didn't seem to be that usual panic when when the ball's coming towards um, the goal where we've we've experienced previously it's it just seemed a lot more organized um and stable mm, and long may it continue because we certainly need it so all right stats fans i've got i've got up my tables now so uh i've i've been saying all season 75 points on average has, has hit the playoffs over the the last i think five league one seasons although i have just checked what the the sort of going run rate for the teams in fifth and sixth are at the moment so both Bolton and Barnsley, fifth and sixth, are on, on course to hit about 80. So it, it, this could be too low as it is. But, I mean, we've still got 21 games left. I think we'd need to... If we were to only lose three, we'd have to win 13 and draw five of our remaining 21 games. And bear in mind, over the last 25 games, we've only won seven. So, I mean, it, it would still be a remarkable uplift. And we're looking at 62% win ratio between now and the end of the campaign just to get anywhere near the playoffs. And that's why it was, it's not going to happen, or it's certainly extremely unlikely. And that's why Dean Holden, which we're about to hear, won't get drawn into that conversation as well, because I think he knows deep down that it, it, it's, it's not really possible at this stage of the season. But hey, 
hey, we've still got Man United to look forward to. So let's uh, let, let, let's cling on to that for a little while. Let's have a listen then to what Dean Holden said uh, after yesterday's game. Uh, he agreed with me that uh, the addicts did need to back up that result that they got down at Portsmouth. Yeah, we spoke about it all week, the mentality of the group to, to come here at the Valley in front of our own supporters and, and really show that we can, we're can we able to do that. We've not done it enough this season, obviously. So that was, that was really pleasing. It was, I thought it was a performance that probably shown most sides to, to us, really. I thought it was scrappy for 20, 25 minutes. Lincoln are a difficult team to deal with. They play so direct and, and second balls become really important. And it was a bit scrappy and we, we sort of grew into the game, I would say. And then we scored two fantastic goals. And we wanted to come out in the second half with a no-no mentality and take the game away from them. We did that. We just didn't quite finish the chances and good chances as well. And obviously, then they scored a little bit of anxiety again because we've not won enough recently. Uh, but we've seen it through. We won ugly in the end. The conditions were tough. If it, if it would have gone another 10 minutes, maybe the, the game would have been in doubt. I think it was really difficult conditions to play in. So, no, we stuck at it. Ideally, we would have been more comfortable. We, I'm disappointed. We didn't get that clean sheet. I really am. But we can't really you know, snuff at two two wins in the last two games. Sets us up nicely for, a, obviously, the game on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess you'll have to take something from the fact that a team that has, at times this season, shown a bit of fragile confidence when conceding, we're able to hang on in that well, incredible conditions at the end. Yeah, arguably a, probably a, a result we might not have got a couple of weeks ago. So we're building every day for that. We're building the, the mindset, the, the psychology is really important to the players to, to be able to. And I think we've shown we're, we're a bit of a gang as well in that second half in the nicest possible way. But we, you know, we've shown that you, you've got to, you've got to produce in every moment to win a game of football. It's not just about being a nice football team, and you've, you've got to do all the, yard, the hard yards. And yeah, as the game wore on, I thought we were in total control to be honest with you, and uh, it got a little bit, as I say, a bit hairy towards the end. So. Good confidence builder for everybody. Again, the support stuck with us, particularly in that last 10 minutes, really drove the players on. And, and that's important. And I think they can see that you know, there's a team out there that's, that's really fighting for every moment on the, on the pitch and just really pleased that we, we got the win. But loads, loads to do, loads to work on. You yeah, spoke about Scott after the, the game down at Portsmouth as well, about him playing slightly higher up the pitch and a, a goal and an assist today. I feel like you probably feel like you've been vindicated by your decision to, to force him a bit higher up. He's in a good moment, Scotty, and he's done it before. Previously, he's got good numbers and assists, uh, goals and assists. Sorry, so you know that bit more freedom probably in the attacking part of the pitch. But again, you look at the first goal. We dealt with the, the long punt down the pitch from Lincoln. We, we won second ball, and then Scotty's facing forward, and we're playing in the right areas of the pitch. And he, he he releases Miles, who makes a good run, stays on side, and Scotty just passes and follows. We spoke about the importance of that when we watched the, the you know the clips of, of Lincoln in the last few games. We knew if you pass and follow, you could get beyond their midfield, and you know quite easy really so he arrives brilliant timing at the back post and a fantastic ball for Miles you have to say he's been he's been on the end of them in the last couple of games so he was a supplier today and uh, and then Corey I mean wow, wow what a goal that was um, him and Jez at the moment are in a really good moment he wanted to get 1v1 you'd hate to play against him and it's hell of a finish off his left foot yeah I mean, Corey's a player who's got loads of attributes but perhaps finishing hasn't been his strongest point over the course of his time at Charlton but I mean if he can pick up a few more like that then his numbers will go up as well yeah he's playing you can see he's playing with more belief you know, I got him in on day one and had a good chat with him and I really believe in him as a player I think he's got some fantastic attributes his raw pace he's so direct when he receives the ball deep he wants to drive at his opponents and um, yeah he's playing with a lot of confidence at the moment that's really good to see yeah, I mean, obviously momentum is important in in, uh, in League One for Charlton. There's still nine points off the playoffs. I mean, that, that, would you see that as a realistic aim, or is it more just about keeping yourself above above the, uh, the the bottom four at this moment in time and just seeing where you go at this time? I think I go back to when I came in a couple of weeks ago. Um, although it feels about six months ago now, it's only been a couple of weeks. But um, we need to get away from that, Dane. We have to appreciate where we are, and we know where this club can get to. But where we need to appreciate where we are and respect that. And 
get away from that danger zone as quickly as we can and get towards mid-table. That's our first challenge is to get towards mid-table. Once you get there, then you can start looking upwards and anything can happen in the, the second half of the season. So, you know, if we'd have kept that clean sheet, we'd, I think we'd have gone 12th, we'd have gone mid-table. So it's been a good turnaround. Uh, but I have to emphasise again, it's, it's fine margins in the game. They could nearly get a, an equaliser with that last kick that just goes past the post. So, again, there's so much to work on, but we're working from a point of, of building belief and confidence. Yeah, talking about clean sheets, I guess one, one nice surprise today was Owen O'Connell coming off the bench. He's been a, a miss for, for the Alex. So, was he was he sort of ready ready to come on and just do a few minutes? Is he in a position to, to play any longer yet? Yeah, he's, he's only trained for two or three days, yeah. so obviously I had a decision to make with him and Sam Lavelle, who's going to be on the bench, and uh, we needed Chinny on there because there was issues with one or two others going into the game, so we needed you know full-back cover. So, um, now, good to get him back on the pitch. He's a real big player for the club, obviously, and uh, he only came on for five minutes or so. We, it's good to good to see him back. It's a real bonus. Yeah, I guess obviously you said you made the decision over between him and Sam. Was he is he more, a more senior defender? You think in your in your plans as the as the season goes on? Though, in well, competition places, there's another two uh, squad places available for the for the uh, Man United game. Obviously, so we can take a few more up there than we than we've done today. We've got a big squad. You know, there's there's four, five, six players not even in, involved today. So we obviously need to address that. How's how's Ash? Um, they're saying he's got concussion. Yeah, he's following concussion protocols. He took a He's such a brave keeper, and he? he just took one flush in the face in training this week. So he's following concussion protocols. That's just a day-to-day thing. We'll see how he is. In terms of, is, will he have a chance for Chiefs? I know the protocols sometimes feel like they're, they're two weeks, but is it kind of yeah? It's all different rules with doctors got... and stuff. So yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Louis. No, it's, it's all complex. I don't understand it myself, <laughs> but I know I'm leaving it in the hands of the physios at the moment. And day-to-day, he's improving, and he's yeah. We'll see. I don't want to say he'll be available Tuesday. I'm not too sure yet. There we go, that's Dean Holden um, after yesterday's uh, result. Yeah, a couple of games now, winning in a row for him. Um, No-nonsense manager, obviously a very special game coming up for him on Tuesday, Nave. But yeah, it feels like he started to settle into the role. You know, it's, it's a very strange time to be the Charlton manager with this bizarre takeover nonsense going on in the background that no one really understands exactly what's happening. You know, a transfer window where... We're nearly a third of the way through now, and obviously we haven't we haven't signed anyone just yet. Still early days, I guess, but no one knows who's paying for that or how that's going to work either. Um, but you know, he 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 does have to come in and work with what he's got, and, and to an extent, he's done that so far, and, and he'll be pleased with his last couple of weeks' work. Yeah, of course he will. I think since he's come in, he's you know he's been in a he's quite open, quite honest, quite to the point, which I think a lot of fans like. I like it. Um, I like all of his interviews so far. He seems like quite a personable person. Um, so yeah, I think I think what he's done in terms of the team, I think he's just got the team back to in basics. To be honest, um, I thought Lucas Ness and Innes were fine yesterday. So who said they were pretty solid yesterday? And I think it's just all coming down to that they just do what central defenders do. They try and stop goals, and then they just give it to the other people who can make goals. You know, so we're not dealing around the back with it too much. We're just getting it out, and if you know, like the. The Sunday league thing is so if if in doubt, kick it out, and we've done it plenty of times yesterday. And I don't mind that because you can reset from a from a set, set play and throw in. So I think we're just doing things a bit more basic, getting the ball to the forwards a little bit quicker. Um, I mean, obviously Ben Garner style of play did work on occasions, but with the players that he had at disposal, it wasn't really going to work. Um, you know, Bristol Rovers being one of them, the prime example, not just blaming Innes, but it's just the first thing that comes to my head. So bring it back to the basics. And yeah, and obviously, the, the you know, it's showing uh, showing dividends now. So hopefully he gets some bit of back into bring that squad uh, more balance, especially in that left back area. And 
obviously up front and depending if any others go out the building we'll have to see but um, yeah good start from him good start and um, mm. yeah I think promotion is a bit um, or the playoffs is a bit realistic if you can't dream what's the point but I booked an holiday to go on the 22nd of May so somewhat I'm actually hoping that we don't because I'll miss it but <laughs> <laughs> I, I was brave what's the point but I've already got, I'm already on holiday anyway so yeah but, but it Nathan... means I'll have to, <laughs> have to try and do both yeah, Nathan's put put his beach towel down on, on the... I hope your holiday's in Brent. There we go. <laughs> uh, we we'll touched very briefly on the takeover stuff. I mean, uh, the, the Sun ran yesterday linking the Lennigan family to, to Cholton, which is not exactly breaking news because, I mean, drinking during the game, had it, Rick Everett had it. We had photos of him down at Portsmouth. Um, so are you are you are you in in a position to give an opinion on what's going on or are you like the rest of us going, to be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't really know. It's um, it's it's. I think we're we're in. It's like we're player rumours, isn't it? It's like you're then getting. Oh, we've got this person inv- uh, interested. We've got this person interested. Uh, I'm. I've got to the point now that I think until it happens, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to think about it. Not going to read about it. Not going to just. I'm just going to keep my head out of it because otherwise it wrecks your head. Because you just overthink everything and start researching these people and how dodgy they might be and all of that. So it's just like, right, I'm I'm not gonna worry about it until it happens. Yeah, um, like, I've got that on copy and paste. Whenever whenever we have a takeover now, I just cop I just paste in the words how dodgy is and then just add the new name that's linked to it to try and work <laughs> out where we are. Because I have I I. Don't trust anyone this this day and age. I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, we'll, let's see what comes out in the wash over the next few weeks. Right, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in on yesterday's uh, performance. And a question as well, actually, from Rachel. She says, there's any idea uh, why Hamza Sarara's left uh, and what this means for the academy? Um, I heard he's got another job uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I've, I've completely forgotten where it is now. <laughs> so um, so I'm, I'm not much help on that. But um, yeah, he's uh, he, he has left the academy. Uh, she also says, what a great win uh, against uh, Lincoln yesterday. Corey Blackett-Taylor uh, played an absolute blinder, which I uh, absolutely agree with. Uh, Rachel Stewart says, how nice to have two positive performances and results and a manager who has obviously told defenders to defend first and foremost. It will build confidence, uh, which will in turn uh, improve performances. Nice to go to work on Sunday uh, with another three points uh, on uh, the board. It certainly is. And then uh, we've also got a DM uh, from... Um, one of the uh, listeners there, Phil, says, Hi, guys. Uh, take away the first 10 and last 10 minutes yesterday. I thought we actually played very well. Scotty Fraser gave a masterclass. If only we could bring in another quality midfielder along uh, with Dobbo as Morgan. Although he did okay, is too inconsistent to me. Ness looks like he could be the next centre-half to come through our amazing academy uh, with our place in League One almost sorted. What on earth is going on uh, behind the scenes? Loads of rumours of players leaving the club. None about players coming in. Uh, what is Andy Scott doing here? Why was Paul Elliott sitting with the directors yesterday? Who are the directors it's starting to become a bit of a circus that's from phil yeah i forgot to, i forgot to even mention that yeah i saw paul elliott was there yesterday tweeted out uh and then uh kyle very kindly sent me a photo as well that we tweeted out yesterday um again the funny the really funny thing about that is i i was convinced that i saw paul elliott in weatherspoons in bromley on christmas eve and now he's at the ground as well i'm starting to wonder Nath, if he might be following me around I think that's probably, yeah, to be honest, you're a good-looking chap, mate, so it wouldn't surprise me, mate, to be honest. I've tried it for years, but you're hard to track down, so... Um, well, I'm normally in Weatherspoons in Bromley, to be fair. 
<laughs> that's, that's where you can tend to find me. But yeah, so he was there yesterday. You know, he, has, he was linked with trying to get involved with one of the takeovers a few years ago, and he was sat right next to was it Jim Rodwell and and, and some of the. Uh, use the phrase important people apparently at the club at the moment so yeah may, maybe there's something in that I, I really i honestly don't know but I, again you know as a former defender of ours as chelsea i don't think he's very I, I don't know if he's got the sort of money to put into a club i think richard rufus has got most of his money by the sounds of it at the moment but yeah not, that's another name we can throw into the mix uh, another question i don't really have uh, the answer to as well unfortunately right let's have a listen to uh some post-match again from yesterday uh cory blackett taylor who as i said scored a, a, a real thumping finish for the second goal uh, and, and we know how much of a handful he can be I really liked his assist for Lee Burn away at Oxford actually over the Christmas period um, and again that's where we had, he has a beating of the man probably nine times out of ten but it's the, the cross or the goal that follows it is probably 0.5 times out of 10 that, that we will need to see a bit more from but he's had a couple of good weeks Corey Blackett Taylor he came to speak to me uh, after the game uh, yesterday and again he, he uh, needed to see the, the addicts making the most of that win at Pompey uh, by repeating the Yeah, trip. definitely. It's something that the um, gaffer um, said to us before we go out. He said there's no point in us playing as good as we did last week and winning and not backing up today. So I think um, that was the most important thing and I'm glad that we was able to do that. And the, the manner of the performance, particularly in, in the first half as well, deserved deserved all three points today? Yeah, definitely. I think um, even in the second half, you've seen how like we was stopping their chances and we was more resilient, which we haven't always showed this season. So... Um, that was a definitely a big plus for us as well, and obviously the win. Yeah, talk us through your your goal was a good little ball through from from Scott, but you still had some work to do, and uh, well, found the roof of the net. Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as I seen him get in the hole, I just thought I need to kind of get in behind, and then he found me, and then I was just glad that like my strike just hit the back of the net. I just tried to get my foot through it, and I'm glad that it hit the back of the net. Yeah, well, what have you made of your goal return this season? I guess as a, an attacking player, everyone always wants to try and get, get more than what they've had. Yeah, um, definitely. I think last season I was playing wing-back, so now I'm a bit, played a bit higher up this season. So it was definitely something that I wanted to contribute more in the, like my goals and assists. And I feel like um, it's definitely improved, but there's still a lot of improvement to do. So I'm glad that I'm, I'm showing um, the signs. Um, the, the ball through from Fraser as well. I mean, he, he's a player who picked up a bit of attention the last couple of weeks. He, he's himself found himself a bit higher up the pitch as well. Is that that's really added to the the attacking side of the game? Yeah, I think it definitely suits him. Like, um, I think a bit of last season, that's what we started to build up a little relationship. So, I think now that um, we're back doing that now, I think we're showing our capabilities on in front of goal, and it's definitely helping the team. This last week has obviously been a, a week that's been needed. It's the, the back of a, a eight-game winless run, and then to, to turn it around over the last couple of weeks. What do you sort of put that down to the, the turning form? Um, I think um, definitely a, maybe a change of the tactics. Definitely, we um, said that we need to kind of pass forward and run forward a bit more. And I think um, a lot of work's been done in training, and I just feel like as a team we just kind of started to get a bit more self-belief in the camp and just remind ourselves how good we are as players, and um, just to try and transform what we're doing in the training ground. Um, into the games and recently we're starting to do that uh, what's, what's Dean been like since he's come in then? Yeah he's definitely tried to change the um, mentality of the group and just remind us that we're like, all good players and just change the way we've trained I think um, the, the tempo and the physicality has gone up a bit more but it's, um, it's suited suited us and um, I think everyone's been enjoying it so far so um, 
yeah, like that's all I can really say, to be honest. Did you have to pick the group up a little bit as well? Because obviously you came in sort of near the, the back end of this this eight game winless run and a season that hasn't gone the way that the Charlton players or fans would have hoped for. Was there was there a bit of up, lifting up the squad that you had to do? Yeah, not just him as well. I think the whole staff um, they tried their best to try and um, start off with that and bring a lot of positivity into it. And um, yeah, I think we've all kind of paid him back to for what he wanted from us. He wanted just us to be honest with him and give everything that we've got and I feel like so far we're starting to do that there we go that's Corey um, how, how do we make him more consistent Sue and, and again this, this is probably a question if we knew the answer to we'd all be Premier League managers yeah it's the golden question isn't it I think as well like I think Nave said earlier if we got him more consistent he wouldn't be with us he'd be playing in the championship or even higher because um, the ability he's got when he's on it is unbelievable. Um, I don't know. It's, I, th- I think with him, potentially, it's. it's um, I think the mental side of the game is, is a big thing. And maybe starting from the bench, Rex his head a little bit. I don't know. He's, but he always seems like he's better coming on from the bench and um, creates more but yesterday he was so impressive and it's like again you kind of wonder what's what's been said to make you raise your game and be consistent throughout the game um I think yesterday I was quite worried because I was like right so we're gonna we're gonna be having a team of players that don't want to get injured because they want to play Tuesday night but equally want to impress so they do play Tuesday night um, and I think we we saw definitely saw the latter. Um, but I think he's got so much ability, and I think that's what that's the most frustrating thing with Corey is that when he's on it, he's unbelievable, and no one's going to beat him. But then, whatever is going on in his head when he's not on it or he just looks he's one of them that looks like he just can't be bothered I don't think that's true but it's it's just really frustrating because you know what an amazing player is in there Mm. that's interesting Um, that that last point you make there as well because actually someone someone was saying to me yesterday like certain players you know in terms of man management because don't forget Corey as well as Kirky was one one of the players that got dropped earlier on in the season by uh, ben Garner for perhaps not not having the right attitude either in a game or in training. So you know, certain someone said to me yesterday, certain players, you know, you only require three minutes of man management throughout a week, like a Dobbo, and, may, and maybe a Blackett Taylor is someone who, who you you are required to get work him harder to get a little bit more out of him because as we've seen, he can drift, and you know, as we saw with him and and, and Charlie Kirk, they, they 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 have had their moments this season. But you know, he was excellent yesterday, and hopefully. Uh, more of the same. I think the uh, the old Trafford stage is waiting for him and it's waiting for us as well. So let's have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we will start to turn our attention towards that massive EFL Cup quarterfinal up at the Theatre of Dreams. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's done. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Cullen have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. Oh, my word. Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, we've been looking back at yesterday's game with Lincoln, and uh, well, it's, it's start. I want to start to turn our attention to Old Trafford now. Part of that is uh, our fans' bar from yesterday. So uh, Ben very kindly went into the uh, the fans' bar after the game. Everyone enjoying those uh, those new beer taps they've installed uh, to ask for some uh, fans' uh, thoughts on yesterday's performance and also how excited they are for the trip up to Old Trafford. First 30, I think we were really poor. Um, defending was awful, midfield was awful. But we, we grew into it. We scored two in 15. Can't argue with that. You, can't, you, you just can't argue with that. And then, yeah, I don't know. If you don't score your third, because we were on top for, what, 25 minutes in the second half. Couldn't put our Raksaki again. Can't put the ball away. We love, we love him. You can't help but love him, even though he's a Palace fan. Um, but yeah, you, you, I don't know. I think it was a good performance. I think we all, everybody worries at 2-1. You can't help but worry, but we didn't actually look worried. That as in the players, sorry, didn't look worried. Um, yeah, it was good. It was a good performance at the end didn't of the day. It really wasn't the scoreline it should have been. Um, as other guys said, the first 20 minutes, I don't think we were, we were nowhere into the game. And we gradually grew into it. And I think as soon as we got that first goal from Fraser um, there was only really going to be one team that was going to win it until the 78th minute when they got that goal back and I said to Jade I said look this is going to be hard now and then it, the heavens opened up and it, it was really really hard work it's very boring you say Dobson over and over again but like Dobson was very good back at Taylor when he decides that his attitude's correct he's very good so you can't argue with that he's um he makes a difference when he's attacking people. He's just so direct. I think even at Man United on Tuesday, he just he'll run at someone. He'll run at Luke Shaw, say, and he will love it. He will love it. Um, Fraser, I think yeah, Fraser's signed himself up. Obviously, he made, he made that comment like, what a few months ago where he's uh, yeah, I'm the best player in the league if I fancy it. But he is. He actually is the best player in the league if he fancies it, and he fancied it again, and he was very good. Yeah, so. I, uh, yeah, no, I'd say Fraser. I'd go with Fraser, but Blackett Taylor and Dobson are uh, good shout there. Good shout for him. <laughs> Looking forward to Tuesday night. Any predictions ahead of Tuesday? Uh, yeah, come on, Leo. We'll be positive. I'll, I'll take a I'll take a nil nil at half time and nickel one nil. If we don't nickel one nil, we're doing one penalties. You, you can't 
You can't, you can't argue that. Were we three and three in penalties? We are. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have it. If we get to penalties, we'll win it. If we don't, I fancy one nil anyway. Um, but we go, we go to Old Trafford on Tuesday. No one's got injured by the looks of it, and I think people like. Innis, Man United are going to be scared because they're going to think, do we put our big boys out in case he elbows them? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going up there on Tuesday. I've been, I've been there a couple of times as a youngster, but there's a lot of people below our generation have never been there. They've never seen it. As I said to you, Ben, this is going to be a magical experience for them. And I'm looking forward to it massively. But... You know, it's going to be. It, this is our. This will be our cup final, unless something miraculous happens. I'm confident we'll win. I just want to score a goal. That's all I want to do. Is score a goal. Nine and a half hours and up there, jumping up and down. That's all I want. Oh, it was just absolute music to my ears listening to the, uh, the the anticipation in those fans talking about Old Trafford and also, I mean, we're, we're talking about if we can get a result up there, now. So. It's Tuesday night. We're going to Old Trafford. We, we we don't know what sort of team they're going to put out, right? We know what sort of team we're going to put out. We're going to put out our first team because, I mean, Man United are on banging form, particularly at Old Trafford. You know, Eric Ten Hag's come in. Dean Holden spoke really highly of him yesterday. They, they they seem to have unfortunately turned a bit of a corner this season. It's it's always really funny when Man United are not very good, but they've they're, they're they're turning it on a bit this year. Not completely, not completely, but certainly at home. Is it seven seven or eight wins in a row now at Old Trafford? They're so what? How are we going to win this game now? What do we have to do? Basically, Man United are going to play a weakened team because they got City on Sunday. So and we're going to score a set piece one nil last minute. And then um, I'm going to do the Mourinho slide down the side of Old Trafford pitch. No, I ain't really. I'll get kicked out and banned. <laughs> um, no, but I, listen, like, it's hard because obviously you're going to go there and obviously we want to win the game, obviously. But we know it's going to be a lot more trickier than the Brighton game. So I can see us not having the ball a lot. Um, but when we do get the ball on a rare occasion, because, you know, Man United are going to be playing, I think they'll play their second string, I think. It'll be interesting to see Wamba Saka against Corey. That'll be an interesting, um, interesting battle down that side. Um, but anything can happen if we're if we're cute with the ball, or like I say, get a set piece or a penalty, or do what we did against Brian, sit in deep, and then who knows, frustrate them. Um, but the only problem is we have to frust- if we do frustrate them, I would imagine their bench they're probably going to bring on the likes, or they can bring on the likes of Rashford and Fernandez and and whatever else. Which is going, it's just going to be a bit strange, mate. I'm not going to lie. When that lineup's there, like, and I'm just like looking at us who who aren't having a great season in League One <laughs> at Old Trafford. It's just going to be mental. But listen, I'm going to go there, sing for the 90 plus minutes, whatever it's going to be, clap the lads off at the end, and uh, yeah, just enjoy the day, mate, there's so many fans going out there, ain't been Man United for what, what since Neil McCaffrey went on when Kerbs was there, <laughs> so years and years ago, so enjoy it, hope everyone enjoys it, stay safe, and yeah, everyone's going to be absolutely brilliant, have a few beers, as I tend to do, and then um, yeah, and then we'll just go, <laughs> what's the game after that? Barnsley. Uh, Barnsley at home, yeah. Don't, yeah, there don't, we start, go. Don't think, don't think about that this year, though. Don't think about that. <laughs> Back down yet. to earth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I right, don't know. Right. When's the semi-final, by the way? Because that's two uh, legs, isn't it? Yeah, Is I'll it? be honest. Like It's the same as for, for the Brighton game. I never actually bothered looking into the future for the Cup. So the Brighton game, I never even bothered looking at when the draw was. I just assumed we were going to lose. But you never, you never, never know. You know, I've been doing, I started doing my research sort of last week for this game, going through all the Man United player stats, and you're going... 
right, he's won the World Cup, you know, he, he was signed for £60 million. <laughs> You're like, blimey, they, the amount of money they paid for one of these players, they could literally buy Charlton about three times over. Casemiro, was it £70 million from Madrid in the summer? Like, blimey, so some, of the, some of the chats we're going to be up against, it's going to be a, a really remarkable occasion, whatever happens. And it's going to be particularly special as well uh, for, for the addict's boss, Dean Holden. Now, he is a Man United fan. I've got a great story we're going to put on the South London Press website Monday morning about, about the way he got into a game once as well, which is really funny. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be really special for him and his family. But also, he'll be taking his side. He will have a little measure of confidence behind them. To Old Trafford because they have won their last two league games as well. We can go up there and really show what this club's all about on and off the pitch. 10,000 fans is an incredible achievement. We know trains coming back to London, that's phenomenal. And um, for the players, it's about going there and, in my opinion, the best stadium in the world against one of the biggest clubs in the world and, and really seeing what elite is like. It's not an opportunity you normally get when you're in League One, obviously. So now the players can go there with the shackles off and really go against some top players and, and really enjoy it. Really enjoy the moment and it's a free hit in some sense that we'll go up there and we'll, we'll be well prepared. Obviously, we'll prepare as well as we do for any game and, and we'll see. But uh, obviously, the league, for us, going into that game, uh, the league results were important going into that game with confidence, which, we've, as I say, we've done with the two wins. Can you dare to dream? We have seen big cup upsets in the past. All I would say is what I just said to the players, which is that if you don't believe it's going to happen, it won't happen. I'm not talking now about being Man United. I'm talking about anything. And your brain's very, very very powerful in that regard so you have to you have, you have to believe to, for anything to happen so yeah why not from a, a personal point of view as well to manage a team at Old Trafford must mean a lot to you yeah it'd be pretty surreal it really will genuinely not and I mean this genuinely I've not even really thought about much of it um, it'll just be obviously my family will all be up there 28 of them I think begging borrowing tickets from all people that we know uh, my wife and kids my, my old man my old man he's been a supporter his whole life so it'll be pretty special for him I think I'm I'm pleased for him that he's going to get to see me coming out at the uh, at Old Trafford. But the, play, the, fo- the focus has to be on the players, and particularly the younger ones. What a great, what a great night they can have! Yeah. When was the last time you managed to get to a game at Old Trafford? Or? Not been for a long time, you know. Um, not been for a long time. I, I don't like taking one of my kids and not the other one, so I end up more often than not if I only get a couple of tickets, I end up watching it at home with them. Yeah. So, no, it's been quite a while to be fair. I think I went last season. I went to the Atlanta game last season in the Champions. Uh, was it Europa? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't ask you for pub recommendations for the 9,000 who are going up there then, but it, w- it will be a massive special day for them. The tickets have been snapped up really quickly. It's all every, uh, like any Charlton fans have been spoke, speaking about over the last few weeks, the ones that the fans deserved after yeah. the, the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. I'm, I'm sure they'll be going up there and they'll enjoy the journey up there and what they've seen in the last couple of games. So that's how important it's been for us to go there with belief and confidence. But no, they, they deserve it. They need to go and enjoy it. I keep going back to it in every interview. The, the country's not in a great place at the moment, so... You know, for them to now dream of going up to, to Old Trafford and watching their team, it's yeah, an exciting moment, hopefully. I'm sure Old Charlton Athletic fans will be having a, a good weekend on the back of that. I mean, Dean, Dean obviously didn't want to make it too much about himself and, and how, how, how much it will mean to him and his family, but in, t- in terms of a special occasion, Sue, for the players, you know, I mean, not many of our players, I'll, I'll be surprised if any of our players, you know, I'd have to double-check, would have played at Old Trafford before, maybe Cess when he was at Fulham, I'd have to have a look at these. Um, maybe Jez, I think, has played Man United for Palace. But for the majority of our players, this will be a remarkable occasion and one that they won't have have experienced in their career. And I guess it's about trying to find the right balance and making sure they aren't overawed by that occasion and by the, the prospect of playing in front of 70,000 at Old Trafford. 
Yeah, I think you're right. As you were saying that, that was the word in my head, overawed. But I think as a player, that's got to be the dream, hasn't it? It's, it's, that's always, I know, over the last few years, Man United haven't been the same team that they were under Sir Alex. But um, I think it's always going to be one of the play, places as a player that you would want to play at least once in your your career. Um, I was talking to Jason Pierce yesterday, funny enough, about it, and he said that he'd never played there. So he's actually going to go go up and watch the game. Um I think, yeah, you just want, you need those players to keep their feet on the ground effectively, don't you? And just, right, it's just another game, which is easier said than done. Um, I mean, the last time I went up there was in the FA Cup. um, And I think we made a good account of ourselves. Um, And it's, it's the, the best you could hope for is to just not get battered. That's, Mm. that's the thing, isn't it? It's just because you don't want, to ruin that confidence that we're starting to build. Yeah. I mean, um, you, mentioned, you mentioned that FA Cup quarterfinal then. So that was back in the 90s, wasn't it? About 94, I think. Um, now, one one element of that game, which we, we really hope could be history repeating, is, of course, that Cole Leeburn scored uh, at the Stretford end for the Addicts. Now, his son, Miles Leeburn, imagine if he could recreate that goal. What a, what a family heirloom that would be with both father and son scoring for the Addicts at Old Trafford. And that, that's one of the things we really dream that it, it could happen. Now, Corey, again, when I was speaking to him yesterday, I, did, I had to speak about the Man United game. It's massive for all of us involved, uh, in particular the players. Now, Corey, again, it will come out tomorrow in the SLP. He has actually played through uh, against Marcus Rashford in, in academy football when he was at Villa. And obviously Marcus was with, with, with United Academy as well. So he's not um, not not coming into this having never played any of the other players, but obviously they've gone in slightly different directions in their careers since then. Uh, but I did ask Corey about the game. He admitted it's been at the forefront of all the players' minds recently. Yeah, um, we've all been speaking about it, as you can imagine. But we just um, we're just happy to that we progressed through the last round and we're there now, and um, we've got a game to play at Old Trafford, which like. It's, it's, it's mad. Like everyone would love to love to play there, so we're just going to go there, enjoy it, and uh, express ourselves. Do you, obviously, Charlton will go into this game with absolutely nothing to lose, and similar to the, to the Brighton game at home, that there, there was a bit of a surprise that Charlton got through that. But I mean, is is there that belief in the back of your mind that if they can stick to a game plan and, and take a chance, it, it's winnable? Yeah, definitely. I think um, even the fact that we've won our last two games, that's like we've got the m- most confidence we could probably have. So. Um, yeah, I don't ever think that um, we can't go and do it. We just need to just make sure that we just work as hard as we have the last two games and just hopefully we get a bit of luck as well. Yeah, I mean, do, do you go into the mindset that, I mean, this is going to be a very defensive performance, similar probably to the Brighton game, but someone with your pace might, if, if the game were to open up late on, you, you might be able to try and find a, a way through? Yeah, definitely. We know that um, as any game of football, there's always going to be an opportunity when... It's just against a good team like Manchester United, we're going to have to make sure that we like make the most of it. So, um, yeah, we're going to have to be switched on for most of the game. But um, I f- definitely feel like um, things, anything's achievable. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you go into a game like this at such a magnificent stadium against such a, a big European powerhouse to make sure you're not sort of overwhelmed by the occasion, by the club, by the, the stadium that you have to play at? Um, I think we just stick to our principles, like stick to what we've been doing, and just try and. It's going to be hard, but try and treat like any other game, like uh, any other league game and any other cup game that we played this season, and just and just try and enjoy it most more than anything. Work hard and enjoy it. 
it's going to be a special day for the fans as well, who, who've been through a lot over the last few years, but one that they certainly deserve. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the, the fans have been with us um, a lot of the season, and I feel like um, it would kind of be a start of like a of a, of a turnaround as well. So. Um, yeah, like I'm glad that we managed to give them something to enjoy. So let's say like it's nil nil, Naif, going into the last five minutes. Man United have thrown everyone forward because you know they're embarrassed. You know <laughs> they're, they're desperately trying to get a goal against Charlton. All of a sudden, you know, Wan Pazaka's up for a up for a corner or something, and 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 the ball gets cleared, and Corey Blackett Taylor can open his legs up with his pace, goes through one on one. And my dream, I'm, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming of scenarios where we could win this, Naif. <laughs> you got to, I think. I think for me, um, even though it's not going to, it's different. It's difficult how you're going to play it. Do you go there and go right? We're going to from the get go start Jez, start Corey, have a go and go. So let's see what happens. Might get pumped, but we had a go. Or do you do leave Corey and Jez on the bench, keep that pace in the you know in the if there ever was a vet, an event where it's, it's still nil nil and they're chasing and we need some pace on the break. Um, I don't really know which way he's going to do. To be honest, and either way, I'm not really fussed either way because it's Man United. It's not. It's not like we're going Wolves or Leicester away, and then I think go and have a go. It's Man United. We've got to be realistic. Um, but yeah, anything can happen, mate. Like to be honest, before the Brighton game, I was sitting there thinking we were going to get pumped three four, and we hung in there. And uh, we was talking about it on the podcast after it got to around sixty minutes, and then everyone started believing, thinking, "Hang about something could happen here." And it can happen again. You know, stranger things have happened um, in football. And um, goals change games. And we've got a lot of people can change the game from the bench. So anything's possible, mate. But I'm trying not to get too giddy on it because I don't know. <laughs> it's because I'm just sitting there thinking, well, you know, if we get a Leicester in the semi-final or whatever, we can beat them <laughs> over two legs. Get to the Carabao Cup. We could potentially be in the Europa League. So we'll have Sutton on a Saturday and Seville on a Thursday. Absolute blinding. <laughs> Yeah. Oh wow. Well, what 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 a holiday that would be, Nath. Sutton, you know, Seville via Sutton. I can't. Oh, Sutton. Some job <laughs> dreaming already. Sutton ain't that great, mate. <laughs> I don't know. They've got a, they've got quite a big library, I think. Right. Um. Uh, let's have a look at some of the messages. So I did I did ask it. I, I did ask supporters. Can can we cause a massive upset? Bob says we can. And we will. Uh, Dan said anything is possible in the cup. If we get it uh, right, we can even nick a goal or take it to penalties. Uh, London in it, says our name uh, is on the cup. Martin said uh, basically a walkover for us now. I'm just dying up the semi-finals. Sam said we might as well just give it to us now. Uh, and Tom said I'm absolutely buzzing for Tuesday. It's night like this uh, that means we should take the cup more seriously than we have in previous years, especially when we're unlikely uh, to make uh, the playoffs. So there we go. Everyone really buzzing for Tuesday night up at Old Trafford. It's going to be a special special day for all of us who can make it up there and for those of you who stay at home I'm sure there'll be a dodgy stream somewhere that you'll be able to watch it and to share in the experience as well but whatever happens you know let, let's just try and make the most of it enjoy it it might not be a, an opportunity that we get too often in the next few years so let's just make the most of it the addicts at the theatre of dreams I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I really cannot wait uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you all up there right we've run out of time on this week's Charlton Live um, thank you so much for tuning in and for getting your messages into the show thank you Sue and Nate for joining me as well Cheers, both. Thank you. Have fun up uh, at the Theatre of Dreams. Yeah, we will. The Theatre of Dreams. Hopefully it won't turn into too much of a nightmare and like a 10-0 or something, but we'll see. Right, thanks for listening. I'm Louis Mendes. Look forward to seeing you all up at Old Trafford on Tuesday night. We'll see you later.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 